Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation and so much more. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller. As the founder of Patterns for Living, I'm dedicated to guiding people in how to make healthy choices to bring their lives into balance. The conversations shared here are offered to give you an opportunity to look more deeply into your personal experience and delve into concepts that can help you find ways to make life more enjoyable and joyful. If you want to participate in a meditation experience, join me at Sisterly Insights, The Practice, when you are in a quiet place and time. The guided meditations will help you assimilate the information presented in our conversations. I'm joined today by the Ohm sisters, Amelia, Jeannie, and Shirley. Paulette will join us for future discussions. We welcome you to this episode's conversation. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. In our last conversation, we talked about the creative cycle and how important it is to be willing to receive what you want. Today, we're going to talk about some of the concept that Robert Fritz calls organic disintegration, a process that is often necessary to create the space in your life and environment to get what you want. When we begin the creative process, we have to acknowledge where we are in that moment and how filled our lives might be with stuff, people, places, things that are taking up too much room to allow for our new seedlings to grow. This can be a necessary but challenging element of the creative process. So Amelia, can you explain the concept a little more and tell us why you think organic disintegration can be necessary? Um, I think it's a way of refining your life. And, and in my case, it was a way of refining my craft. I'm a, a writer by trade. Um, when I first got out of college, I wanted to work for an ad agency, and I did, but I didn't have the job I wanted. And uh, I spent two or three days a week going on informational interviews, having my portfolio reviewed, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting myself out there. And I just thought, when you get out of college, you're done. You have a portfolio, you're... <laughs> You're there, right? And and it was really anything but. And I realized I had a portfolio that was probably more appropriate for New York City mm. than for Boston, where I was living. Mm-hmm. And I subjected myself to a lot of criticism. And I had to learn that that was actually a gift mm-hmm. to get better, not just an insult or mm-hmm. a hassle or an inconvenience or... I put down, it was a chance to grow. Mm-hmm. And I, I think even today, when I get feedback from a client that they need something changed, there isn't a lot of time to ruminate over it. Mm-hmm. It just has to be adjusted. Right, right. And taking their, their feedback and making it smart, not just order taking, but making it better than what they mm-hmm. might have come back. And they don't always try and write it for me, per se, but they say they might want to emphasize something differently. And it's like, what's a smart way to do that? And so it's part of the collaboration process when I'm working with designers mm-hmm. and art directors. So I'm used to it now, but I have to say, you know, that's after being in, 
in, in the field for 30 years, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, but it was very tough in the beginning. So, so an, an organic disintegration, how would you describe what happens? Uh, I think it's, for me, it's, you think, you put your heart and soul into something, mm-hmm. and you think you want a certain outcome, or a certain whether it's a certain job or a certain client or a certain assignment or, you know, in the case of, of this, or you have a certain expectation mm-hmm. and then you realize, well, maybe this isn't the best fit or maybe this wasn't the best approach or maybe this isn't as fun an account as I thought it would be to work on. Not that it all has to be fun, but you want your, your needs met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something is. has to fall apart in what's happening. Right. So you can move out of that. Right. And that, and that happens not only in the process of job hunting. Mm-hmm. Say you're a writer and you want your great novel or whatever. You, you have to learn how to hone your craft. And that's part of learning how to hone your craft is to put, put yourself out there and also to find a home for your, for your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have necessarily a traditional job per se, but I, I still have to find a good fit for my talents. And, and when things aren't fitting. And when things aren't fitting, it feels like a compromise. So something has to fall apart in order for you to be able to really find something that does fit. Right. And and sometimes it's seasonal. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, things obviously change as the economy changes and you're, you know, when things are good, you can be, it's it's easier to find a home mm-hmm. versus when things dry up and, you know, there's ebb and flow in the economy and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also a matter of of staying... True to yourself, yeah, and finding finding a good home for your work because that's what gives you satisfaction in the job. Is you know, I, I want to do something that's smart for my clients, no matter who they are or, or what kind of work I'm I'm pursuing. Right. But I also recognize that sometimes you know it's like finding something where your tastes just don't mesh, and it's not a good fit any more than a good date is a good fit for you. Right. You know, it's right. like people have different tastes and everything else. So, so your vision, when you get really clear on your vision and you've really made a choice, there are going to be things that just don't take you just, in that it's direction. Just, it's just not a good fit. And I mean, so it's got to somehow change. It's got to somehow fall apart and be recreated right. in a in a different way. Right. Or maybe completely uh, has to fall apart and just be gone. So that you can move on to something else. And it, and it, I think it's also important to realize that to be open-minded because things can surprise you. I mean, the longer I've been in my field, the more I realize anything can be interesting. Anything can be really good. Mm-hmm. I've had a great, I've gotten great pieces from my portfolio talking about water filtration for Navy ships. Mm-hmm. Totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. But they let us do good work. That company let us do it. So there's a kind of the bottom line is when something is actually meeting the need, mm-hmm. meeting that need for creativity in this case, then it fits. When it doesn't, somehow it's got to be moved out of the, your experience it's, to give space. To give room for the, for the, for the stuff that really works. Right. Good, good. So surely in your experience, why can this process feel so painful? Well, I think you made it very pretty clear when you said um, 
because things fall apart. Mm -hmm. I think when you put your heart and soul into a certain goal, and then all of a sudden it starts to unravel as you've gotten very, very close to that, meeting that goal, mm -hmm. it's very painful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's extremely painful when you want something so badly and you think that there is nothing else that's going to satisfy you except for that particular thing, and you see it slipping through your fingers, it's heartbreaking and it's painful. And, you know, you think that the world might come to an end with that or, oh, there's, you know, it's going to take you a long, long time to get over that pain. Yeah, and especially if your vision now is kind of taking you away from something that has been, you've thought, okay, well, this is okay. I can live with this in my experience. But now I really have set my vision. I want something more. Yes. And now that starts to go away. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of fear and panic there, isn't Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. When you think I'm going to have to do without that, mm. I don't think so. That's that's not that's <laughs> not in the deal. That's not what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very painful to live through that because I think we we tunnel our vision down without even realizing you know, the expanse that we possibly could have later on. Yeah. And so things start to fall apart, and we don't realize that possibly there's something much larger and much more beautiful mm -hmm. and much more fulfilling um, out there for us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe they have to fall apart so that we can expand our vision a little bit. And kind of get outside our tunnel. Out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a part of the creative process. This is really, if you've got too much stuff in your closet, yeah. you're not going to have a whole new wardrobe if you don't have any place to put it. That's a very good illustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and that can be scary. That can it just can be, be very, scary. very scary. It, it's disconcerting. Your world is no longer on the same footing, mm -hmm. and yet you want to go in this direction. Yeah. For some people, it's terrifying. Change is really very mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get in line behind you? <laughs> so, so Jeannie, then how can organic disintegration then be an indicator that something good's going to happen? Well, following off Shirley and the painful part of it <laughs> is that... Uh, Seeing with all of that stress and unhappy feeling that might, for me, in the organic disintegration environment, I will start to find myself feeling unhappy, stressed, that that gut, the, the, the pain in my gut mm -hmm. or in my chest, mm -hmm. that something's not feeling right. That's my red flag. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. my red flag that organic disintegration is in the process. And so what I have learned to look at it as is a life composting opportunity. <laughs> and by um, allowing this to happen, I realize something good is going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. That there, that I don't have to stay in this yucky place. If I just step back and look at it and allow it to do what it needs to do, mm -hmm. get away from the shoulds mm -hmm. of what it needs to be, stop trying to control the situation, yeah. step out, get out of the way, let life compost happen, <laughs> then I'm going to have the fuel for good things to happen in my life. Mm -hmm. 
So that's how I see it. Yeah, when you're holding on to something way too tight, it's just a mess. It is, and you'll feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's my red flag. I can sit with this and feel yucky, mm -hmm. or I can allow this to happen because I know good is going to come out of it. Yeah. So it's my red flag. When I'm feeling that way, it's, I, I realize I don't have to stay with this. Yeah. And part of this is because you've actually had the experience of the creative process. Absolutely. So that's taught you that you're not going to be stuck in this forever. But the longer I try to control it, the harder it's going to be. And the more painful it's going to be as I move through exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. And I would say that it's it's something that reflecting after learning about this process, mm -hmm. uh, I can reflect and see how many times I sat with it and lived with it for so long unnecessarily mm -hmm. that now that I understand it, I don't have to do that as long. Yeah. You don't have to keep something alive when really it's... I can get up and walk away from that table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I love that you use the, the life composting because mm -hmm. that's really kind of continues with our garden metaphor and organic disintegration can then result in creating the mulch or the fertilizer for our wants to really manifest. And Paula had said that she finds organic disintegration has allowed her to refocus, to get stronger and become more accepting or non-accepting of certain situations. In other words, putting up put the boundaries where they're needed. So being in that space where if you're trying to control it, you are not doing what's in your own best interest. And you're particularly no longer on the path of least resistance because you're no longer headed to getting what you've said you wanted. And if you've been very clear about defining it, about writing it down, about sharing it out and choosing it, envisioning it, and really being very clear about it, there are going to be these elements that you have to accept or not accept, let go of. So it's very, really powerful. And it's great that, that we've all had the experience now to know that because otherwise it's, it's really frightening. The first time it happens on a major scale, Mm -hmm. yes. Oh, you know, yes. you, you feel like life is just falling out from under you. You really feel in free fall. So, Shirley, can you think of a time when you experienced organic disintegration yet came out with something better on the other side? Yes, <laughs> I can think of a lot of experiences, actually. Um um, one of them that keeps coming to mind is a little bit different probably than uh, of an example than most people would have. Um, when my mother was 80 years old, mm -hmm. um, they, she was a candidate, we thought, for a valve transplant. But to have that done, she was going to have to have open heart surgery, mm -hmm. which was very controversial for her at that time. They didn't know if she was strong enough for that. Mm -hmm. And there was one um, doctor that was willing to do that, and he was in San Diego at, at Scripps Institute. And uh, we went through a lot of hoops to get her um, okay for that surgery with that particular doctor. Um, and we worked really hard to make sure that that was going to happen um, to the point where we were figured out transportation to get her there. Mm -hmm. um, and it fell through Wow! at the last minute. 
And that was my organic disintegration. I was devastated, mm -hmm. absolutely devastated. I felt like, you know, the world had just fallen out from underneath me. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. And then after that, um, they told us that she had five more years to live and that was it. And there was nothing else they could do. So, you know, what do you do? That's, you just accept it and you move on. But I, I just couldn't believe it. Well, 10 years later, she was still not eligible for the, for open heart surgery. However, there was a new procedure that had happened mm -hmm. um, and she was eligible for that after many hoops that we jumped through to make sure that she was going to have that type of surgery they were able to go in through a major artery to replace this valve for her wow. and she went through that surgery and she's fine now at 90 um, and that's what happened so the organic disintegration needed to happen at that time for her and mm -hmm. for me to go through that. Mm -hmm. But on the other end, she's now 90, and we don't know how. She could last forever. So, you know, even though it was a horrible thing for us all to have to go through, mm -hmm. um, on the, you know, there were, we just didn't have the vision that something else could happen for that was absolutely wonderful on the other end. Yeah, the technology you know? that was going to come that was more, less invasive. Right, and, and it just, you know, there's so many things that can happen that you just you just have to open your heart and your mind to mm -hmm. what else could happen for you out at mm -hmm. the other end. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's yeah. a really good example. Amelia, do you have an example you can share and tell us why the <clears throat> outcome was better than you might have expected? Um. I I think one of the first things that came to my mind was uh, losing a job in 1997, I believe. It was the last full-time job I ever had. Okay. And I knew I would, probably was going to get laid off for about a year and a half. And it's a very stressful year and a uh -huh. half, waiting yeah. for the foot to drop. Yep. And I could, and I knew that... Uh, as badly as I wanted to keep the job, it really wasn't a, an ideal fit for me. Mm -hmm. And so it was like trying, you know, that old square peg in a round hole thing. Um, but I think because I kind of have that good girl thing, if I'm just a good girl, I can keep my job. Right, kind of thing. right. You know, but I, I really wasn't necessarily pleasing anyone, especially myself. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I look back on it as somebody did me a huge favor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because before that, I had been freelancing for two or three years, and I really liked the variety. Even though you go through these ebbs and flows, whenever the economy shrinks, then there's you know less work, and it's sure. harder to get the work. And so I definitely was looking forward to, to some stability when I took the full-time job. But mm -hmm. with that stability came a whole other ball of wax. Yep. You know, office politics, long hours, um, less freedom. And I just decided after that 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 wasn't worth the price. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. never took a full-time job again after mm -hmm. that. And as I sit here and you're talking about your mother, I, I, I got, it got me thinking, you know, if I'd been full-time somewhere, I, I wouldn't have been able to get my sister's kids to their after-school after sports. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have been available to take a month off 
in more than a month off when my mom was sick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when my mom was dying, mm-hmm. I was able to go home four times to Massachusetts. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I'd been on staff. Right. Um, I wouldn't have been able to help my sister, who's got mental illness, right. severe mental illness. I wouldn't have been able to save her. Right. Um, it would have been tough to empty my parents' home and get it ready for sale mm-hmm. the past three years. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that I've been able to do because I had the freedom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of not having the commitment of a full-time job. Right. Now, granted, I may not have as much of a 401k, right? <laughs> but I'm living life on my terms. Yes. Right. You are getting your vision. You're really mm-hmm. moving on the path of least resistance for your vision. And I think having that freedom to live life on my own terms. I have friends who have said to me, I could never live like you live because mm-hmm. I would need that, you know, that stability and that. And I think, you know, it's just as stressful. Like there's there's other stressors to it. I, I think there's, you know, there's, and not just being there for my family, but being there for myself, being able to, to give myself time off to, to swim at lunch. Yeah. You know, I feel very you know, lucky that I can take care of my health the way I do because mm-hmm. I have somebody who isn't watching the clock if I'm at lunch a half hour mm-hmm. longer than we perceive I should be. Right, right. So your vision is of really being activated, manifested, on your own terms. Right. And I'm able to take care of all aspects right. of my life. And sometimes they feel like they compete for each other. But now when I have the perspective of of maybe working with colleagues or seeing friends who live more in a one or two dimensional way. Right. Because they can't fit other things in or they can't make those sacrifices. And then they're torn in other ways. Right, right. That's a stress. Well, and you've talked about, you know, the conflicting goals. And when you're in a situation where one takes absolute primacy over everything, everything else, you really do give up a whole lot in your world. And your vision was to be able to have that all, was to be able to have that fuller experience, the more creative experience. And I'll tell you, the, the funny thing is, uh, I remember when I was thinking about coming out to California mm-hmm. that I remembered I wanted to to live by the beach and I wanted to work out of my home. And I lost sight of it for a few years. I mm-hmm. did do it initially, but I didn't I was having trouble doing it. Mm-hmm. And then after taking that job, I realized, you know, ten years later, hey, I actually am living the dream that I had before I moved mm-hmm. out here. So you are seeing it in mm-hmm. full manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it had to fall apart. And really kind of make you look at it from a different perspective in order to let it go and move forward with what you really wanted. Yeah. So, Jeannie, what happened for you with the process? And how might you have been stuck if you had not gone through it? Well, there's a few examples I can think of. But there was a job situation where I was committed to this job, very excited and happy about it. And in the process of being in this job, one aspect of it uh, became a real problem. Ah. And I had to determine 
what I was going to do because mm-hmm. the whole environment was becoming toxic. Mm-hmm. But I made a commitment to do this job. So I thought I have to live with this. I have to suck mm-hmm. it up and deal with it. And I have to make this work because that's what I'm supposed to do. Ooh, the I'm, shoulds and supposed yes. to. Yes. And so I just need to work with this. Mm-hmm. But it was awful. And I was miserable. And I was stressed. And I was unhappy. And it took, even though I knew it, it mm-hmm. took outside family support to kind of yeah. remind me. You know, you don't need to be treated this way and you don't need to do this. And I stepped back and realized, wow, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to support myself. Mm-hmm. And I just need to allow this to disintegrate, but I need to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I need to lay it out. I need to make some changes and see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to make something happen that wasn't working. Yeah. And so I did. I set boundaries. I changed the work environment. I determined that the puzzle piece that was not working in this needed to be removed. Mm -hmm. And if everybody could work with me with that aspect being changed, then um, great. But if it didn't, then whatever was going to come from it needed to come from it. Mm. And ultimately, in the end... It worked out great. Right. That part of the toxic aspect was removed by my choice mm-hmm. after realizing that everything was falling apart. But had it not gotten to this point, right. I would have I would have kept living with it, mm-hmm. thinking I should mm-hmm. have had to control and make it work the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to, instead of stepping back, mm-hmm. taking that chance mm-hmm. and making a change. And um Ultimately, in the end, was very happy. If I hadn't done, if I hadn't let it get to that point, I would have been stuck in a miserable state. Right, right. And when we get really clear on what we want, when we are honest about what we want in all the areas of our life, and we create that vision as completely as possible without attaching to it, and this is the way it has to happen. Yes. You know, we can make immense strides. We can actually have things just completely manifest for us in miraculous ways, in some in some senses. Um, like with your mom, Shirley, the technology wasn't there. Right. And this was a less invasive procedure, ultimately. So that was the wonder of it. Right. And, and we've all had experiences where... If we tried to keep it going, we we start to have health problems. Uh, we start to have all kinds of issue, other issues that pop up. We don't have the fulfilled life that we want. Right. And so organic disintegration, while it can be incredibly painful because it is change, just mm-hmm. it's the absolute uh, element of change, it is very necessary to clear out of our life the things that we don't need, the toxic things, the things that don't fit, the things that are not going to be in the best interest of for our, our vision, for what we want. I think the other signal, too, is, is when you find yourself medicating yourself. When whatever method. 
with whatever yeah. method it may be. That's right. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's ice cream or wine or beer right. That's or right. whatever. If you're reaching for something because something else isn't being fulfilled, then that's what needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great sign to, to, to actually yeah. recognize that. And then step into your life and look, why, why is this happening? Why, it, what does this mean? And can I, can I get out of my own way and let it go? And to go back to the creative cycle, the germination, the assimilation, and the completion, organic disintegration takes place in the assimilation phase. And things have to break down. The seed coat has to break so that the plant can, can come through the soil and can begin to grow and the nutrients have to be broken down and we have to fertilize it. And all of those things have to happen to, in order to allow that vision to grow. And it will never come to completion if we continue to have too much there. Even to the point where in a garden, if you've planted all these seeds and you don't thin them out, all you're going to get is a very tiny little, tiny little <laughs> plants, you know, a very limited vision of or version of the vision that you that you have. And so you've got to thin it out. That's organic disintegration, taking out what doesn't fit, what doesn't work, and going through it and making it actually create space so that you can get what you want. So that you can yeah, get on the path. Because ultimately in my situation, I took that part out of the equation which benefited me and gave me what I truly wanted out of my job. Right. Instead of being miserable. And in the process, I also became more confident, found my voice, and yeah. had personal growth through it. Yeah. So there's a lot of gifts you'll get through it. It's not necessarily just one thing that will change. Right. It can just enrich your life in so many ways if you allow it to just occur. Yes. Yes. This, I think I Sorry, but I, I also okay. think it's it's also that there's no exact timeline for these things, and I think that's one of the that's hardest really things. Really important. I think it's one of the hardest things because it, we can make the change so hard on ourselves because we're in this instant gratification society, mm -hmm. and it's like some things are worth fighting for and yep. letting them reveal themselves as they're as necessary, and um, you know. Trying not to be too hard on yourself or that the vision isn't going to occur just because it isn't happening on the timeline that you'd like it to. Right. Doesn't mean it's worth giving up on. Yeah. But maybe it's just taking a healthier, steadier approach to it. Yeah. So it's it's not only is it the timeline, but it's the way. It's How, like, well, it's not like going on a crash diet the first two weeks of January and the thing's like, oh, I got to live with this. Right. You know, it's right. like, what? you know, that's just an example, but it's like. I really think we, we kind of do ourselves a detriment, and that's the thing I'm getting better at with going through this so many times is not making it so arduous and painful Yeah. because we accelerate the pain by focusing on the timeline, I think, too hard. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. We have to let it. It's organic disintegration, which means it has to happen in its own time. It has to happen in the most natural way possible. I liked what you said a couple of weeks ago to me. It's not on your time. It's perfect. Time. It's perfect time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't have any way of knowing what that perfect time is. Right. But if we're willing to, to accept that. And we have our eyes open to see it. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean there's a timeline. 
But if you don't have awareness to it or understand the process, then you are going to become part of the compost and not grow out of this. You're, you're, mm-hmm, you're going to mm-hmm. get lost in the trash. Yes. It's not going to be growth if you get stuck in that mud. Yeah. That it's muck like, of stuff. That, those signals are your compass, and now you have to follow it. Yeah. So so for for this session, finally, let's. what's your one thought that you would like to share with the listeners about the organic disintegration? Shirley, how about for you? I think organic disintegration for me is always painful. I'm sorry. It just, it's just it always painful. By its nature. <laughs> yeah. But um, eventually you begin to recognize it and it makes it a little bit less painful depending on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you, you start to recognize it, um, it, it makes it a little bit easier to go through. Um, and it'll help you to expand. Once you recognize it, it helps you to accept it, work through it, and um, realize that after you've gone through it, there are better things on the other side. Yeah, and kind of like Paulette said, it makes her stronger. It yes. makes us stronger when you go through it. It's the fire that actually does make yeah. you stronger. Yeah. Jeannie, how about for you? I think giving yourself the education to understand what you're learning in what we're sharing today, mm-hmm. um, once you understand it, I, always, I just go back to the live composting yeah. that you then, uh, the process then allows you to have the fuel for new growth. Yeah. And, and when you know that, it makes it easier to see that red flag and then work with mm-hmm. it instead of fight it. Mm-hmm. And to do the work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To be willing to do the work because you know there's something better on the, uh, on the other there's end. There's a gift on the other end. Yeah. 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 Amelia? I'm laughing because I'm, I'm in the process of cleaning out closets and trying to get organization, and it's getting me to take a lot of composition and taking a lot of inventory of my life and right. seeing past efforts <laughs> and how passionate I was about those efforts, and some of them have had payoffs and rewards, and some of them didn't have the rewards I thought they were going to have, and it's just made me a little more patient about the process mm-hmm. and stronger. Because mm-hmm. of the, the, the things that we've been through, particularly the phase of season of life we're in, we just see the strength that's come out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I would much rather have the strength than necessarily the perfect outcome for 1998 or 2003 or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it, mm-hmm. it, Because I feel like a more complete person having gone through that stuff. Do I welcome yeah. more hardships? No. But I think I'm better prepared to cope with them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know using her Jeannie's life composting analogy. You know, if if you can recognize a fertilizer, it's also easier to to recognize the growth when you you're up there blooming. You know, yes, and looking down. Yeah. So completion, you're more willing to accept it. You can really receive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights: The Practice to participate in a guided meditation. Thank you for joining us for our conversation and exploration of organic disintegration and how it creates space 
for you to receive what you want in your life. We hope you'll follow us for future conversations. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a comment or tell us why and send an email to us at sisterlyinsights at patternsforliving.com. Thank you.